Bang bang. Now I've told you guys, you guys have been betting all wrong. Okay? If you're not betting with bet with Joel, it's not looking good for you. You're sitting there, you're you know, you're hanging out with the boys, having a couple of beers, chucking a dollar fifty on a greyhound. That greyhound's paying two ten at best. But you're but you're a nervous better, so you're 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 betting on the place. It's paying a dollar thirty-five. Okay? Now I'm not I'm not that good at math, but I think you're winning about 80 cents on that. And 80 cents isn't what it used to be. It's 2021. You know? 80 cents ain't gonna buy you shit. Back in the day, 80 cents would buy you, you know, a, you know, part ownership in a corner store. But it's not, you know, it's not 1812 anymore. We're really, we're really out here. And you think. You think you're gonna you think you you're gonna develop a bankroll making bets like that? You know? You you want that quick you want that quick money. So you decide, oh, okay, I'll put a dollar fifty on a multi. And you're doing 180 legs across twelve sports, hoping that they pay off. You think you're gonna make ten million dollars off one dollar multi. That's not how it works. You're you're betting inefficiently. And then you know, you start getting frustrated. You take a few legs off the multi. You go down to a 30-leg multi. You put 50 bucks on that. And you're like, oh, shit, that still equals 10 million. But you're still looking like shit. You're still looking like shit. You start, you start lowering legs and increasing, increasing your units. Now look at you. Now you're putting $1,000 on a head-to-head win. All of a sudden, you know... You're not able to pay for your kids' lunches at school. Your kids are losing weight. You're getting fatter somehow. No one knows how. It's, ma- it's mainly stress and booze. Booze that you've been sucking out of the carpet at the pub. You understand? Because you can't buy a fucking pint. Not with the 87 cents. And that, and not since you've been you know, spending $1,000 on head-to-heads. You know, trying to get, trying to get upsets. Right? So... So you really need to sign up to bet with Joel. Because bet with Joel, he, you know, Joel, Joel was a was a professional sports better for a decade. He's been blacklisted from all of the bookmaking websites because he wins too much. You know, he's a liability for them. You, you're an asset. You are hemorrhaging cash, just giving these motherfuckers all your bread. You know, you've refinanced your home. You're you're already on a subprime mortgage. <laughs> You've refinanced your home. You, you, you know, not, your wife doesn't want to talk to you anymore. She can barely look you in the eyes. You guys are really only holding on to the marriage because the kids are so young. Okay? And the kids, they know something's wrong. They don't really know much about relationships, but they can they can feel the energy that you guys are bringing to the house. You don't speak to each other. You're cooking separate meals. And by separate meals, you know, I mean cans of soup that you picked up from the food bank on the way home because you don't know how to bet properly. So you got to sign up to bet with Joel. Yeah, it's going to cost a little bit of money for your subscription, but you're going to get the best bets in the business. And therefore, you are going to, you know, diversify your bonds, nigga. So go ahead. Sign up to bet with Joel. Any package you like. If there's two two promo codes you can use here, welcome to the party. You go to, you go to the website first, betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F, like the referee. Slash again, welcome to the potty, P-O-D-D-Y. So that's betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50 
for 50% off your first week subscription, which is fantastic. Okay. So you can go and you can go and lock in the, the most expensive subscription, get that at half price. See what kind of bets you get sent. Bang bang, you really make some bread that week, so you maintain that subscription. You know, if you really fucked your family up with all your bullshit betting, you can then lower it down to a lower subscription, but you're gonna earn less money because you get less bets. But you're still gonna earn money because this is this is coming from the best in the business. Okay? So then, you know. You can also, there's also a very, very lucrative NBA package. And that's National Basketball Association. And that's, you know, LeBron James in there. You want, you want to get some money, you sign up to that package. You've got positions every day. NBA plays every day. And uh, there's another promo code. So betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty and enter promo code potty30 for 30% off the NBA package. And that, you know, can you argue with something like that? That's unbelievable scenes, bro. Unbelievable scenes. So you got to get on there, man. You got to get your life back together. Get your family back together. Start making some payments on this, this refinance subprime mortgage. You know, you bought a $600,000 a $600, home and you're earning $40,000 a year. Bro, you really need it. Um, you know, get some financial advice because you're making some ill-informed decisions. You understand? Uh, my first financial advice would be to sign up with Bet With Joel because that's responsible. This isn't gambling, my friends. This is investing. Look at all this equipment. Well, you can't see it because I actually don't put the uh, I don't put the ads on the YouTube videos. But if you could see the equipment, you would see that it's all brand new shit. And this all came that bet with Joel money. Did I go on a holiday on bet with Joel money? Yes, I did. And did I spend irresponsibly over there? Yes, I did. Was I out of my real pocket, my real money at all? No. Felt like fake money. Felt like I was playing Monopoly because I was fucking gaming the system on bet with Joel. Sign up. Betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive five zero or potty 30. That's P-O-D-D-Y-3-0 for 30% off of the NBA package. If you want to support the show directly, go to welcometothepotty.com slash store and buy yourself a Buttersoft unsourced t-shirt. These motherfuckers are swagged out. You know, the young kids are calling swag drip now. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, my uh, Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirts, they're a health hazard, bro. Safety hazard. Because people be walking around outside slipping up on their drip. They're slipping on the drip, bro. Slipping on the drip. It's all unsourced here at the Welcome to the Potty podcast, including the t-shirts. But I'll tell you what's not unsourced. It's motherfucker. Softness of these shits. Dude. Dude, I had to sleep over at a friend's house once. Took off my t-shirt, folded that bitch up, used it as a pillow. Never woke up again, bro. This is a dream right now. It's, a, it's almost suicide to sleep on the on the shirt, bro, because it's so soft, you may never wake up again. They called it an induced coma. A softness-induced coma, bro. And that, phew, holy shit. I really just don't even know how they make that. They must be wearing hard gloves or something. Real hard gloves. Or, or maybe they just got all these gym junkies in there with calloused hands. Knitting these sweaters. I mean... 
you know, developing these t-shirts. But by the end of the day, they've got soft hands. They go to the gym and do some chin-ups and their hands start bleeding because their hands are so fucking soft from touching unsourced t-shirts all day. That's how soft these motherfucking t-shirts are, bro. Welcome to the potty.com slash store. And one more. This show is also brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee. Uh, so it's the best coffee in the business, bro. You know, sometimes you have coffee and you get all speedy. You know, you feel like you're on drugs. You feel like you got to fuck something. This is this coffee's not like that. It puts a little bit of pep in your step. It gives you that concentration you need to do all your spreadsheets and shit in the office. Gets gets you out of bed in the morning. It smells nice. It tastes beautiful, and it feels even better. This this is this is the real coffee. There, life's too good for bad coffee, bro. Life's too short for bad coffee. And at at Bung Bung Coffee, bro, we don't run from the grind. Okay. This is some real Gary V shit. We can just say we can just say words, and you guys can just hop on board. You know, patience is perseverance. <gasps> Profound, bro. <laughs> Man, you guys really jump on board this Gary V. All you know, my friends have been pushing this Gary V. Oh, I go and listen to this guy just say buzzwords, <laughs> and then. This coffee basically puts buzzwords in your body, bro. And you feel it. And you feel good. So Bung Bung Coffee. And for the rest of February, use the uh, use the promo code BLM. Um, and if you're an All Lives Matter guy, you might not want to use that code because you're going you're gonna to get 5% off your order. And you're also going to get 10% uh, of that order donated to Black Lives Matter for the rest of February. So um, sorry to hear that. <laughs> All right, then. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Bung bang. It's your man Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman, because I always deliver. AKA the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the motherfucking captain, the motherfucking whispers of podcasting, bro. Yes, I don't know if anyone's seen the movie Harlem Nights starring Eddie Murphy and and others, um, but there's a guy in that film called Whispers, and he talks like this. He talks like this, and I don't really remember what his problem was, but um, honestly, uh. I'm on annual leave, bro, and it feels good. I feel like the shackles are off. I feel like the shackles are off. Now, can you earn bonuses during annual leave? No. No. Can you earn bonuses when you're burnt out uh, and you're still working? Uh, no, you cannot. Your productivity. My productivity started to dip, and we were like, let's get the fuck out. So now we're on, my, we're on leave for quite some time. So if you want to break into my house, I will be here, and I'll fuck you up. i got a baseball bat next to my bed. You know, I've got a gat under my pillow, so think about that. Um, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, man, we're on annual leave. And oh, does it feel good, dude? Oh, man. But yeah, so what I was saying, Rachel's asleep right now. So I feel like I'm not able to uh, bring my usual energy. And I felt, I kind of felt like that last week in uh, Bet with Joel's office. It's, uh, it's a tight little workspace. And I didn't know how soundproof the the room was that we were in, and um, 
when when I was editing the video, I I heard the uh, the intro was like, "Welcome to the body, bung bung." <laughs> it was the weirdest shit. It didn't sound right. So, uh, yeah, that's just a little explanation. There is, uh, yeah, I, I, it was the first time I'd ever done an episode outside of the the studio. Not this studio. You know, I had the studio at my old house and we had the dining room table uh, <laughs> for the first seven episodes with uh, Dante Nicholas when the when the show first started. But I've never actually like taken the show on the road. You know, I did one in a one or two or three. I think I did three in a hotel room in Bali. We were away for a while. So, um, I and you know, I don't speak Indonesian, so if someone yells something, I don't really know if they're telling me to be quiet. So I wasn't scared to do it there. Uh, and I think I've done one in Melbourne outdoors. I did it outdoors at uh, Corey Maynard, friend of the show, Corey's house, Corey's parents' house. Uh, five in the morning. I got home from a night out at three in the morning, got up at five in the morning to link in with Dante. And I think I bodied a, a bottle of Ciroc. Um during that episode. Uh, and that, that, I think that was the hundredth episode. So that was the, um, that was like the celebration episode. So that's why, I, you know, I, I really brought the thunder for that. But um, yeah, it's tough, man. It's really tough to, uh, to be out of, outside of your comfort zone sometimes. But if you're comfortable, bro, if you're feeling comfortable, you're not growing. And as Gary V would say, man, like patience is perseverance and, you know, you know, fuck that, bro. I say time is money. You want me to be patient? Patient? Patience is poverty, bro. <laughs> patience is poverty, dude. You want to take your time not making money? Shit, I'm in a rush to stack these chips, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. Trying to fucking, I'm trying to drive a Range Rover, dude. You know, I'm trying to go on vacation and and continue thinking about work because that's where my money's at. You feel me? I want to be on vacation and still take calls and not not be present with my family. <laughs> that's 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 my dream. That's my aspirations, bro. Oh, and you know that's a lie, bro. I want to do comedy. I want to be comedian. I want to be a comedian and podcaster, bro, and coffee mogul. Uh, and shout out to everyone. Um, you know, we've sold out our first two batches of Bung Bung Coffee. Got lots of great feedback, and we're on our uh, we're on our third batch here. We're on our third batch, and um, that's almost sold out too. So, uh, you guys have been really legendary about that but um we don't need to talk about that even though it's the best coffee and i'm about to have a sip of it right now oh man man if that's you know if, if semen tasted like that you know where i'd be at you feel me um jesus um shit what else oh oh man that's one of the worst things you can say i was talking to uh some some guy wanted to do his first open mic and he hadn't prepared for it. He's like, yeah, I'll just go up tonight. And I was like, oh, you got, how, how, how long do you think you'll do? He's like, how long do you get? I was like, five. He's like, oh yeah, can do that. And I was like, 
you got material? And he's like, nah, nah, I was winging. And I was like, nah, dude, because that's not funny. I was like, everyone thinks they're funny, you know? Everyone thinks they're funny with their friends. Jump on stage and shit really hits the fan. Dude, I've been doing comedy almost two years. And I bombed I bombed spectacularly last night, you know? I'm, not, I'm no professional by any means, but, like, you can't just go up your first time and wing it and think, think shit's going to be sweet. You know, they warm you up a bit as the crowd. They say, yo, you got to support this guy's his first time ever. You know, and, you know, they... That's how people come back because they think that they're naturally talented. They come back again. It's not their first time. They don't get that, you know, they don't get that juice. They don't get that extra buffer. And shit really takes a turn for the worse. And so you, you see a lot of people come and go in this game. And that's why, <laughs> that's why, that's why patience is perseverance, bro. That's why, uh, um, you know, and that's why patience is perseverance. It's all, and it's also poverty. Because I've been persevering, I've been patient with this comedy game, two years. And I've probably made about $80 off of comedy so far. So, um, you know, that's that's really where we're at. I did a couple MC and gigs or music gigs. I wouldn't call that comedy though, because the first time I did it, I think I told you guys this, it was called Space Jams. Space Jams and... Uh, I really enjoy this gig, so I'm not shitting on it at all. But they, the crowd does not give a fuck about me, right? And I'm thinking, oh, music gig, like I'll make, I'll make some jokes, but it's all like indie rock. And I come out there doing hip hop references. <laughs> I've got my braids down, right? And I'm like, I'm like, I know what you guys are thinking. How did Josh book Travis? Um, what was his name? How did how did Josh book Travis Scott for this gig? Not, it was crickets, bro. It was crickets. Do I have a crickets soundbite here? Come on. Oh, shit. I don't have crickets. Oh, yeah, I do. Hold on. This is what it fucking sounded like out there, bro. I was like, Travis Scott. Shit. I was like, all right, well, um, you know, and you try to recover, but. Uh, those gigs, man, I don't call them comedy gigs because after that first gig, I stopped really doing jokes and just hyping them up. Make some fucking noise for this next band. You know? Um, the fucking dickless dinosaurs. <laughs> you know? And that's easy because people want to see the dickless dinosaurs or whatever it is. And, you know, I got paid for those gigs. But I don't call that being paid for comedy, man. That's just being paid to host a show, a fun show. I love those gigs. I've got another one, I think, coming up in April here. So uh, that's going to be fun, man. I'm very much looking forward to that. <coughs> um, I found $50 in my pants the other day. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I don't think I finished my thought yet. Uh, the guy didn't have... Oh, yeah, he was going to wing it. He was going to wing it, bro. And there's, you know, there's a sports bar in the city called Wing It. I haven't been there yet, but apparently they do good wings and fried chicken and things like this. And I love buffalo chicken. Apparently the chef is American, black American, which really kind of gets my dick hard. But um, I haven't been there yet. I've got, a, you know, I've got a friend that does fried chicken. And I'm waiting here for his store to open up. Uh, and that's on, if you're in Adelaide, it's on Hindley Street. If you know where Rocket Bar is, 
um, it's a, it's down there. It's like across the road from the Crazy Horse. And if you if you know the Crazy Horse, it's it's strippers, it's strippers. And um, I went through a time in my life where the strippers was they would help me. They would help me. They were my therapy, bro. You know, my my heart was all broken scattered around the globe i'd you know just been cheated on by my last fucking you know three girlfriends or something and i was like oh shit let you know we gotta we really gotta sort this out so we went to uh we went we did a bucks show that's where me and housemate dan really hit it off we hit that we hit it off bro and really became housemates from there Cause I was living with my mom during the Bucks show, and we went, we went to Byron Bay, did this Bucks, and um, I don't know, I don't even know if I'm allowed to speak about this, but you know, sometimes it's gotta, it's gotta be out in the open. So that we, a stripper came. There was a lot of glitter, and there was a lot of, you know, uh, equipment being put in, um, vaginas. Okay, not by anybody but by herself and the, it was a really sad thing to see, you know, and I was drunk and I was enjoying it at the time. And then you look back like, and by look back, I mean like 20 minutes after they left, like we were like, Oh shit, that was kind of like disturbing, man. Like, cause she's, you know, she's really putting on a show. She's committing. She honestly was committing hard to it, bro. Cause my friends always told me, like when we're in a group setting and we're doing jokes and stuff, I always commit to the bit. And then it's like, oh man, you committed to that. And it's like a bit of a running joke. Uh, you got to commit, you know? And she really was committing. And I don't even commit hard enough on stage. And I think that's half my fucking problem at the moment is I'm not giving it enough gusto, you know? But um, she was committed to the bit. You know, you look at the security guard over there and he's sort of like, he's sort of like, oh shit. Um, I can't believe I've got to sit through this again because he's kind of sad. He's probably got kids at home as well, you know. <clears throat> this is just his fucking night job. During the do- during the day, you know, he's usually driving delivery vans. During the night, he does, you know, you know, watches very hardcore strippers and makes sure that, that they don't get molested by the, the groups of men that they perform in front of. And it was, yeah, it was dark. Carrots, chopper chops real life dillies, several fingers, stuff like this. And she had so much glitter, you know, she, she put it all over the buck's face, you know, I'm, and I've been in strip clubs before and I'm still, I've still got glitter, you know, in the corners of my eyes, deep in my ears, by the roots of my hair. It's still there, dude. It's, it's permanent. It's permanent. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. So the crazy horse is a strip club. And after after the Bucks show, I still came back. I had had another Bucks show with another friend. We did we did strippers on me, you know, it's on me, you know, because it's my new home. So I'm fucking like, yes, bro, it's on me. And then one night I ran into another friend. I was I was on my way home. I was walking to a cab, and he's walking into the venue that I was leaving. He's like, oh, what's up, dude? What are you doing? And I was like, fuck, bro, what do you want to do? And it was like, I got it all. I was like, let's do the strippers. Went there, bang. Put the fucking card down. It's on. I'm still paying that shit off, dude. Not really, because I'm, you know, I'm with Bet with Joel. But the point is, I've got a friend with a chicken joint, right? Across the road from, 
from Crazy Horse. And it's called Mother Load Nuggeteria. And it's, you know, it's chicken nuggets, but like gourmet style, modern style. You know, a bit of Asian fusion. You can get like Karaji chicken nuggets, Mi Goreng chicken nuggets, chicken nugget sandwiches, um, vegan chicken nuggets, which is cauliflower instead of chicken. And this shit's, you know, this shit is really, it's a fire hazard, bro, because it is an absolute flamethrower, bro. It's fire. It's dope. All I'm saying is maybe they shouldn't operate during the summer in such dry climates because it's fire, bro. So you need to get, you need to get out there and see Motherload. Um, but I forgot, I actually have forgotten why I started talking about chicken, to be honest. But wing it. Oh, something about winging it. Oh, yeah, that open mic, I wanted to wing it. Because you can be funny with your friends, bro. But it's not the same as getting on stage. You know, I've, I've spent hours writing material, go on stage, and just, just poo, bro. Anyway, let's stop talking about comedy, bro. You guys are probably so over comedy by now. Who wants to talk serious? Who wants to talk their deepest fears, man? I'm, I'm, I don't like the ocean, man. I get afraid of the ocean. I'm not like a like deathly afraid. Like I'll go in like shallowish, you know, up to like above my beer belly, like below my tit, below tit level. I'll go in there. Um. And a shark can easily grab me from there, but I just feel, yeah, I feel like fish food when I'm out there. I don't like it. We're going to Port Lincoln. We're going to Port Lincoln, bro. Um, and everyone, the first thing they say, dude, oh, you're doing the shark dot? No, man. No, I'm not. Um, you know, and you know, when you ask someone if they're going to commit suicide, you know, oftentimes they'll say no. Uh, but no, I'm not. I'm not putting myself in that situation where it's it's a possibility that a shark breaks the cage, you know? What if the cage hasn't been serviced recently? Oh, well, do you go on roller coasters? Yeah, dude, but that's a calculated risk. There's no water. There's no animals. You know, maybe a bald eagle if I'm at like Six Flags in California. But they're like rarely going to, you know, attack someone on a roller coaster. I doubt that's ever happened before, actually. Honestly, doubt that. And if I had a producer, I'd get him to Google it. Because when I Google things, I stop talking. I'm not the best multitasker, you know. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not doing the shark dive. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, I believe that this episode releases on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to all you couples out there and you singles, all you depressed singles out there. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy rub it in your face day. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you go out. I hope you go out on the 13th and find some other desperados out, you know, drinking their sorrows away. And I hope you get, you know, I hope you, you get laid on the 13th. I think that's a good day. You know, if you're, if you're young and you, you know, you're still, you're not really into relationships yet. I think the 13th is a good night to go out and get some poise because, you know, there's some real depressed people out there that don't have Valentine's and, you know, they're still good looking. They're single, so there's probably something wrong with them, but you can honestly, I think you can honestly score. And I'm talking females and males right now. There's some real, some real sad dudes out there too that, that can really get it on, on Valentine's Eve. So you go out there and you, you know, you pour yourself, 
you drink a choice. Well, you get a bartender to pour it even because usually they don't, they don't let you pour your own drinks. But you go out and you just you sit at the bar with your sad face on and you 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 meet you meet eyes with someone else across the bar down you know down the bar there with a tear slowly tracking down their cheek towards their mouth and you hope it doesn't touch their mouth because when you have your first kiss which you you know you're getting awfully presumptuous thinking you're going to kiss them but you don't want you don't want salt mouth on that first kiss but you see this this tear slowly trickle down their cheek if it's a woman it's kind of fucking their makeup a little bit because she wears too much foundation so there's there is a track it looks like a little bit like a a ski ramp going down her face and if it's a male sometimes it gets lost in the beard but it makes the beard shiny and you know usually there's these in the happy love stories you you say all oh, that i saw him across the room because of sparkle in their eye but in these sad valentine's eve love stories you you see you see a sparkle in the beard because of a tear because of a, a lonely tear a lonely sad depressed sexually repressed tear you understand so the beard starts to shine a little bit and you see that out the corner of your eye if you're a lady and you go over and you say, hey, sir, what's what's your damage, boy? But don't call him boy if he's black, okay? And he'll be like, man, I just, I'm so lonely and sad and pathetic. And I'm sitting here at this bar by myself. You know, there's a few couples out here, a few smart couples that have come to celebrate Valentine's Day a day in advance before the prices get jacked up. So they can celebrate in solitude instead of celebrating with every other fucking sheepish couple out there. And I'm sitting here at this bar by myself drinking a daiquiri. And I know daiquiris are not attractive drinks to have. I should be having a beer like a fucking man. I'm drinking a fucking watermelon daiquiri with salt on the rim. I just don't understand. And for some reason, I still don't understand why I'm single. And then this pathetic... <laughs> pathetic girl comes up and she says, well, I, I love daiquiris. And I think you're so sensitive. And you guys, you, you look each other in the eye and, you know, she's got a little tear. You know, she's got the track marks down her face from her, her tears. And she's down there drinking fucking Smirnoff, Smirnoff double blacks solo. She's not even partying. And that's a red flag, but you don't see it because you're so desperate. And you guys hit it off and you drink your, your weird drinks together and you go home that night and, and she tells you that she loves you. And that's all you, that's all you thought you ever wanted. And all of a sudden your heart turns ice cold <laughs> and you're like, whoa, pump the brakes, bitch. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just out here trying to really, you know, trying to really get, get that work. And she's like, but I saw you down the bar crying and drinking a daiquiri. And you're like, yeah, but this sex reinvigorated my manhood. And now I want to get a blue label scotch on the, not even on the rocks, neat. Blue label scotch, neat. And I want to drop it into a fucking stout. That's how I'm feeling. My dad told me that I'd put hairs on my chest. And I was 18, I had no hairs yet. And I grew up and got hairs on my chest. And I realized... Having hair on your chest isn't all it's cracked up to be. I liked being smooth. But I'm ready, I'm ready to drop a scotch into a stout. And I don't even know if that's a real 
you know, cocktail or or drink. But that's what I want to do now because my manhood has been revived. And she starts crying and calls the cops. And she does a false accusation. And it really takes away from the the whole the whole point of going out on the thirteenth or you know getting the cops involved. So. I've changed my mind. Don't go out on the 13th. Stay at home, be sad, eat ice cream and do tears in the comfort of your own home. You might have to do it on the 14th as well. You might have to stay off the gram. You're going to see a lot of happy couples. A lot of happy couples in hotel rooms, you know, tables with linen tablecloths, you know, crystal stemware, legit silver silverware, you know. Expensive bubbles. And some people, you know, some people are poor. They'll, you know, they'll get fish and chips on the beach and pretend it's romantic and that they don't buy into Valentine's Day. But really, they haven't, you know, they haven't invested in bet with Joel. So their money's their money's looking funny. They want to act like that they don't give a fuck, but they're still out on Valentine's Day. So they do, but they're poor. So, you know, sort, you know, diversify your bonds. Diversify your portfolio, you know? And sort your shit out. Because you're sitting on the be- on the beach. And you know, it's summer. Yeah, yeah, it's summer. But the wind is cold. You know? And you think it's summer, so you wore shorts. And you didn't bring a blanket. And you guys are out there shivering, thinking it's romantic. And you hold each other, but it's not even out of love. It's out of necessity. <laughs> Good God. And that's Valentine's Day, man. So you guys, you guys enjoy it. You deserve it. You really do deserve it. Um, so happy Valentine's Day to all. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity yet to announce the 2020 guest of the year. Uh, and I really, you know, I want to, I want to give it up to Xavier Dersma, who received the most votes from the public, from the listeners. Um, it was close. It wasn't, it wasn't as much of a landslide victory as 2019, but, uh, outstanding efforts by Zave. Uh, I think he got, I think he got two episodes in as well last year, but, uh, he, we, we had to do one via FaceTime because, uh, you know, the footy restrictions, he wasn't allowed to see human beings. And then he came in here once, but it was like, it was heavy on the preseason. So we couldn't even share a beverage. But uh, he won. He won guest of the year. So shout out to Xavier Dersma. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to have to get him back on the show to give him his prize. I'm very excited. Very excited about that. Uh, yeah, I think I think that'll be fun. So hopefully he'll come back on the show um, and have a chance to defend his title. We haven't had, you know, we've only, that's only our second guest of the year. Uh, but yeah, we haven't had a back-to-back champion. Uh, Brianna did get a considerable amount of votes again, but she just, she wasn't able to outmatch him. She wasn't able to outmatch him. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of the, uh, people that were in the running didn't, you know, they didn't share, they didn't, they didn't campaign. And you know, if you don't campaign, you don't win, you know? Joe Biden, if he didn't campaign, he doesn't win, bro. You know? If he doesn't campaign, he can just sort of carry on decomposing. You understand? So, shout out to Zave. Shout out to Zave. 2020 Guest of the Year. Fantastic work. 
shit. I think I think we got uh, some Clay's reviews. So let's let's hit that. Comedy action or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes. This segment is Clay's reviews. Yes, yes, Clay's reviews. Uh, I've only got one for you, I think, unless I watched something else and forgot to write it down. But uh, the Night Stalker, the Night Stalker, the hunt for a serial killer. It's a limited series on Netflix. Uh, Richard Ramirez, he's a real piece of shit, dude, and he should he should get some of that. Um, you know, that poor posture as well. Poor posture of the week. I mean, you know, this is old news when this happened. I think it's the 80s. But uh, this motherfucker is really sick. This motherfucker is really sick, bro. Uh, you know, he went around killing. He went around killing and with no, just no sort of, there was no method to his madness. There was no patterns. It wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just women. It wasn't just men. It wasn't just college girls. It wasn't just children. It was a mix, bro. Old ladies, regular ladies, young ladies, men. You know, he, he did the dirty on a little girl. Bro, it was dark. This isn't supposed to be, you know, this isn't for the, what do they say? The meek, the meek of heart. The This isn't for the... Whatever, bro. I don't know. Tell you this, though. This motherfucker's real sick. They got him. And, it, yo, it's not spoilers. You know, everyone knows this motherfucker died in prison. But this... You know, they did it well. They There was, you know, some reenactments. There was some real footage of, like, the, the, the crime scenes, which is pretty, you know, difficult to look at. Um, and he would do wild shit. You know... That, like sometimes he would bludgeon them with a hammer. Sometimes he'd just shoot them. Sometimes he would, um, you know, he cut someone's eyes out. Uh, and dude, the cops, the cops really, one of the cops, man, I don't want to give the whole shit away, but one of the cops was like, there's no, there's no, you know, the, these, these, these are connected. And they were like, why? And it was like, he wanted them to see him. So he, there was one where instead of just killing this girl, he went and smacked the hood of her, the, the roof of her car and let her turn around and look at him. Cause he like, and the cops like, he wanted to see the fear in her eyes. And he did things like this often. Uh, well, from, from what they could see at the, tr the crime scene. And bro, these things make me always want to be a detective, but I think you got to do like a decade on the streets first. Not like, not like, you know, selling cane, but, like as a cop um, and some cops, you know, there's crooked cops and some of them sell cane, but uh, yeah. And I'm not in the police force, so I don't think I'm going to be a detective, but dude, I like puzzles, bro. I do jigsaws, dude. I do, you know, puzzle games and I like working things out and I would love to be a detective. A little bit of danger, mm -mm, you know? Um, but yeah, this dude, man, real sick, real sick. And the whole neighborhood was, dude, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to tell, I'm going to sit here and tell the whole fucking story, bro, and ruin it for you. But I recommend it. If you like these crime documentaries, and this is, this isn't unsolved mysteries. This is solved mystery. This is solved mystery. 
Um, they got him, bro, and he's a real sicko. He's a real sicko, and uh, I recommend doing like a deep dive on this motherfucker on YouTube because you can. There's more. There's more stuff about this dude, and it's interesting that they didn't put in the documentary too. Uh, so, so you can go. You can go and really get a little bit more information. I know YouTube's not always the the best source, but welcome to the potties on YouTube, and it's all unsourced here. So whatever it is, what it is, but. Um, yeah, it was good. They had they had good interviews. You got to kind of know the history of the the two detect the two main detectives. They had reporters, these scumbag reporters, uh, who then at the end made it about them. And these motherfuckers are sick. They're really like leaking secrets out and shit. Like, and he can get away if he finds out this info. You know, these dumb motherfuckers, and it's all for ratings. And then they, they think that they're they're doing good things and they, they really made it about them at the end. And I, yeah, I honestly, I did want to light, you know, torch their, their vehicles. Cause I'm sure they've got, they're riding in Benzes or something. I want, I really want to torch their shits, but, um, yeah. So there was a narrative media narrative, cop narrative and just the random like, yeah, the, the mindset of this dude. And, you know, nature versus nurture. I, was this guy born evil or was he fucked up? And, it, it, you know, I think, you know, I think we're all, I think I've gone through this before. I think we're all sort of born with good and evil in us. Um, You know, because there's lots of YouTube videos of dudes getting hit in the nuts and we sort of laugh at that. And that's that's like a little, that's like harmless evil, right? But I think, if shit goes the wrong way in your childhood, that evil can be amplified. And this guy's childhood was real fucked up. But um, if you looked at, if you look at the picture of this dude, like the the look in his eyes, it, it really does seem like maybe this was going to happen regardless. Uh, there were groupies for this motherfucker, uh, and I think if you're if you're a serial killer groupie, I think that should be a crime. I think you should be able to get re- arrested for that. And um, if elected, I I vow to instill the laws that. And I don't know what voice that is. Was that was I trying to be Kennedy? You know, was I trying to be like? Was that like Bobby Kennedy's voice? I don't know. But yeah, honestly, if I if I was the president or the prime minister, I'd be like, yeah, bung bung. If there's a serial killer that has groupies. Arrest those groupies. How long for? Oh, at least ten of them. Thanks. You feel me? And no one would take me seriously if I if I talked like that. But that's close reviews. That's the only one I got for. Oh, I don't think I rated it for you. Seven point five. Seven point five. It was above average, man. It was. I binged it in one night. I think it was four episode four four one hour episodes. Well, four like forty or. 50 minute episodes and we plowed through that and Rachel hates uh, these crime ones and even she sat there we, we watched two and I was like alright I want to go to bed and she was like nah let's finish it and I was like yeah that's what I fucking thought so 7.5 for that one um, now I haven't done I've had a lot of guests lately there hasn't been a lot of like just boss man talking on here but uh, we got some advice uh, emails sent in so uh, and i've i've like forgotten oh no yeah this is the advice so here we go we need that ain't to no move problem. lonzo that ain't no problem huh? that ain't no problem 
Here we go. How long is this one? Because you guys know I don't like to read the long ones too much. This one's not too long. Here we go. Uh, check it out. Uh, Claytron, I'm going to make this as short as possible. I became a cam girl when I was 18. Okay. Cam girls are relatively new, so maybe you're still 18. Who knows? At the time, I felt like I needed the money and it seemed like no big deal because one of my friends was doing it and she talked very highly of it. Also, the culture around women using their sex appeal for money is very positive right now, so it seems somewhat normal. Yeah, I feel like you're 19 and you're talking about when I was 18 in past tense and like you're, you're 19 in two months. But let's keep this moving. I never got naked live, but I did sell faceless naked photos and videos. It's been some years since I've done this and I regret it deeply. Some years. Okay, maybe you're 20, maybe 23. If any girls are out there thinking about starting an OnlyFans because your favorite influencers talk highly of it, do not do it in caps. The guilt I feel today about it is immense, even years later. That aside, I need to know how to go about telling my current boyfriend about it. We've been together for about a month. He's a pretty open person and very forgiving about people's past since his was reasonably rocky too. There is part of me that feels like this part of my past is unforgivable since it never truly fades. Okay, well, I can tell, I can tell you about this. One, Telling other people do not do it. I don't think everyone's going to have the same reaction as you. I think many people can probably do this and uh, experience no guilt uh, and, you know, get that money and do whatever. Like, yeah, I I wouldn't say that everyone's going to have... I think some people would have a similar reaction, but I also think that reaction may be part of the way you were raised uh, maybe you're religious, maybe you've got very conservative parents. I don't, yeah, I'd say that maybe you need to, you know, I don't, I don't think that it's a huge problem, but to forgive yourself, you might need to seek help. You might need to see a therapist to talk this out because it's a pretty abnormal reaction considering you're doing, fa- well, you're, you're claiming that you only did faceless shit and never got naked live. Okay, so it's a pretty, pretty strong reaction. Um, yeah. And like you said, it's, it's a very positive thing. Like sex work and all this is praised being fats all, all dope. Hey, you're going to have diabetes in six months, but like you do you Lizzo, you know, you're the best stay fat. Yeah. All right. Uh, your funeral, you're going to be serving fucking fries at your funeral, bro. So sort that out. But, um, yeah, you said you've only been with your boyfriend for a month. And he's an open person. I would, I would just say like, oh, do you like? Do you have bring it up? Do you have an OnlyFans account? Like, do you follow? Do you follow anyone on there? He's gonna lie to you and say no, or maybe he's not lying because I, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't have OnlyFans, but I'm thinking of being a content creator of OnlyFans and maybe getting my slab out or doing like a mukbang. If you don't know what a mukbang is, it's where you just you pig the fuck out. Like you're like, you go to McDonald's and you say, yeah, uh, let me get one of everything. And then you fucking just eat that on camera and people jerk off to it. Uh, Thinking of doing something like that. That'd be pretty dope. Get it like, get sauce in my beard and leave it there. Stuff like that. People really get into that and do ASMR too. And just really eat into the mic like shit like that. 
I tried to keep that at less than a second to uh, not gross out the, the listeners. But um, yeah, uh, it's really dope to do OnlyFans right now. So just, and just, to, yeah, ask him if he's, you know, ever done it or known anybody that done it. And then he might ask you. And if he doesn't, he's not very good conversationalist because that's what we do. We reciprocate conversation. Hey, how you doing? Good. It's not how it works. It's good. How you doing? Good yourself? Yeah, pretty good. You staying busy? Yeah, not bad. You cool? Shit like that. This motherfucker is one of these people that's like, eh, all right. And he he keeps it pushing. Piece of shit. You don't really want to be with him anyway. So he, he should reciprocate. So like, oh, why, why? Do you know anybody? Have you done it? Just like, yeah, I mean, like not only fans. I'm talking like a few years ago, I did some some live camera stuff. The money was good and I actually really regret it. And I just, I want to be open with you. Because uh, if, you, yeah, I just want to know if that's a problem for you. Like I don't do it anymore. I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter whether it's a problem or not. If he's going to judge you for it, then get out of there. You've only been with him for a month, so it gives a fuck. It's not like you're sacrificing seven years of your life or whatever, you know? Someone close to me is sort of like in a relationship, been in it for seven years or something, trying to get out, well, moved out of their partner's place, still hangs out with them every day. I don't think they do sexual intercourse or anything uh, but won't let go. And it's like, either be together or don't. You clearly don't want to. Don't ask for advice. You got to do what you got to do. You already moved out. You know you shouldn't be together. You you know you're not happy. Get the fuck out. I don't want to talk about this anymore with you, you know? Don't put your relationship on me. You're frustrating you're a grown up. You need to make your own decisions. Make them, you know? That's, and that's seven years. You're one month, so who gives a fuck? You lose, you lose, you know? You know what they say, if he dies, he dies. You understand? I'm not telling you to kill anybody. I'm just saying, you know, it's only been a month. If that if that has to end, you know, month a month isn't it? You're talking about boyfriend? That's not your boyfriend. That's You're seeing him. You've been seeing this dude for a month. You don't even need to tell him yet, to be honest. But I would. If it's something that you're worried about, um, and, you know, maybe you need to preface it with, you know, I've got something I need to tell you that I'm very ashamed about in my past and I want to be open and honest with you. And if you've got a problem with it, that's cool. But I don't want to have this conversation two years from now and ruin it then. Let's ruin it now. And he'll be like, what's up? And be like, I used to do cam girl stuff. I don't anymore. I don't want to but I want you to know. And he might be like real disrespectful about it and disrespectful in a positive way as in like, shit, you got anything you can show me? You know, he might be really, really down. And you're like, I just told you I'm ashamed of it. And he's like, oh shit, my fault. Or he could be like, oh my God, you're a whore. But I mean, if he does that, he's he's acting like real, you know, puss real puss so you need to probably get out of there he's a he's the type of guy that if you guys get mugged in the street he'll start crying you know and you know he probably he's the type of dude that'll take you for fish and chips on valentine's day get your money up you know so yeah i think you're cool and what was your name courtney you're good you're good girl 
Do, I, I don't think you need to be ashamed either. But yeah, I think you need to talk to someone about that because you shouldn't, you shouldn't even be ashamed. Oh, what's this one? This one seems funny. It seems like it doesn't, it's not really a problem. It sounds like a rich, this sounds like a rich person shit. This is a person that's really going all out on Valentine's Day. You know, going to the florist and shit. Check this out. And this one's coming in from Emmanuel. Yeah, and that, Manuel, that sounds like a real rich motherfucker. That, really, that, that sounds like daddy's money, you know? And you're a boy, you're a man with daddy's money, you know? And that's real, that's some real trust fund baby shit. You're the type of dude that would make a film that flops and um, develop a coke problem because you think you think a failed film is the end of the world because you've got no you, you've got no fucking uh, perspective on like on real life, you know. And you think a coke problem is like the bottom of you know the bottom of the bottom, but really coke's a fucking a rich person's drug, you know. So let's. <laughs> Let's check this shit out. Um, me and my soon-to-be wife, this is from Emmanuel, Manuel. Um, me and my soon-to-be wife are living in an apartment complex and it have been for almost two years now. We chose this place because we don't live in the safest area and the complex was gated and you needed a card to get in, which we liked. Well, recently our complex just stopped closing the gates. They remain open 24-7 so anyone can get into the neighborhood if they want. Our complex's reasoning for leaving the gates open is that they're tired of them getting broken. Uh, <laughs> Emmanuel, I um, I judged you incorrectly. You're you're another fish and chips on Valentine's Day type of dude. You're out there really, um, you know, struggling through it. You're out there, you know. You, you called it a gated community. I thought you were talking about like, you know, where Drake lives and shit. But you're really talking about um, almost like a, <laughs> like a safe house situation. You're out there living in the slums. And the reason that they've left the gates open is because the gates are always getting broken. Listen to this, dude. You need to move out of Brazil or wherever the fuck you're at. You're the fucking favelas, bruh. Emmanuel, I think you are in Brazil. Your name's Emmanuel, Manuel. Dude, hola, como estas? Dude, you really need to, uh, bien, y tú? <laughs> Muy bien, gracias. You, bro, you need to really, um, you need to get the fuck out of there, dude. You need to, you need to, hey, you got to, dude, you need to get a passport. And I know your money, your money's pretty fucked up. So one, here's what you need to do, bro. Sign up to bet with Joel, get your money up, get a passport and go to, you know, seek refuge. Maybe, maybe not like, you know, let's not go completely first world. Let's go like maybe second world. We're talking like Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. Um, shit. Uh, you could even go, maybe, I don't even know what Argentina's like, but it's got to be better than Brazil. You know, you're over there really, really having problems, dude. And this is the second judgment I've made of you. And you might not even be in Brazil. You might be in, you know, you might be in Queens. And if you're in Queens, I would say move to Brooklyn, bro. Buy a wig, buy some high heels, go drag, uh, and move to Brooklyn. Uh, and the reason I'm saying that is don't do regular comedy. Don't do it, bro. You can't say shit. 
you, if you're a dra- drag queen, dude, you can be racist, you can be homophobic, sexist. You can say whatever the fuck you want if you're in drag, bro. I'm thinking about doing it. Six, you know, six, seven black drag queen. I need to get in shape first, though. I do have some tits at the moment, so I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't even have to like stuff my bra, but. Uh, come on, sorry. I haven't even finished reading one. If they are going to continue to leave them open, is it wrong for me to ask for money to be taken off my rent payment every month? Um, yeah, dude, it is wrong. <laughs> You're telling me that the motherfuckers are ripping the gates off every, you know, three days. And so they're leaving them open. Right. What you need to do is move. Like I said, and I'm not talking about neighborhoods. I'm talking about countries most likely. Uh, if so, then how much? Zero, don't do it. Uh, what can I do in this situation? I can't afford to move right now. Any help is appreciated. Like I said, um, E-Man, you need to sign up to bet with Joel, get your fucking money up, get a passport, and you know maybe move to South Korea. I, I heard the North ain't that great, but you need to, yeah, you need to get the fuck out. Maybe move, you know, move somewhere like Malaysia. It's cheap. It's busy. Uh, it's it's still poor, but it's less like less likely that people are gonna like be scaling walls to break into your, you know, seventeenth story apartment. Um. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know. Review your lease. If your lease states something about the gates being closed from this time to this time, then yeah, yeah. But if the lease doesn't say shit about the gates, bro. I don't think you got a leg to stand on. And I apologize if you're an amputee. Uh yeah, man. But that's that's that one. And let's do let's do one more. Oh shit. I just exited the inbox here. Okay, one more here. Um, okay, this one seems pretty heavy. And this one's coming in from a guy named Frank. My wife and daughter's left me. Good God. I'm a truck driver and I've been one for over 20 years. You listen to this shit? Do you listen in to, do you listen while you're driving, Frank? Let's keep it moving. 20 years. I got married 12 years ago and had two daughters, eight and 12. When me and my wife started dating, I told her about how my job often has me on the road for days at a time and she was fine with that. I got home after three days of driving to find my house empty. On the bed was a note written by my wife saying that they were tired of me being gone all the time and that she was leaving me. The note also said that my daughters want nothing to do with me ever again. When I'm home, I always spend time with my family and FaceTime them when I'm taking a break. I always bring them souvenirs from the interesting places I've been and made it clear that even I don't that if that even if I don't see them much when I love them. I just feel so broken right now. Everyone I love don't want me in their lives and I've Tried calling them, but they never answered. How do I go on? Okay, let's try not to be funny on this one, dude. And we're going to have to go to another segment after this to bring bring this show back to life after something so heavy. First thing I would do is see a lawyer. You might even need a private investigator. Um if she was fine with it and she just secretly left without you guys having any discussions. To me, it feels like she's cheating and she's trying to find a way out without admitting that. She sounds like a bit of a coward, doesn't she? 
Um, now I don't want, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, bro, but you either have left something out of this email and said, you know, she's, she's been complaining for a while, you know, been together for 12 years and she didn't tell you that she was tired of you driving all the time. You know, surely a conversation was had before she just up and left. That's yeah. There's, that seems a bit strange. There has to be something else. If that's the case that she did just, this is all a big surprise to you. Uh, I got to tell you, bro, I think you being away, she went and got some other diaka and um, yeah, you know, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but that's, that's the way I see it from where I'm sitting. I would get a PI to find out if she is with another guy, if you can, if you even know where she's at. And I would, and he'll be able to find it. He'll be able to find like through, through her credit card stuff and all that. Like she, he'll find her location and all this shit. Get a PI, get a good PI. I know truck drivers can make a bit of coin. So I think, I think you've probably got enough money to get a PI and a lawyer, find out where you stand. The lawyer will probably say, you need proof of this and that before you. I doubt that an eight and 12 year old made a decision to never speak to their father again. Um, especially if you didn't do something to the family, if you weren't like hitting your wife, cheating on her or whatever, I doubt an eight and 12 year old, both would make that decision. It seems very unlikely to me. I don't know that you've been completely honest in your email is how, how unlikely all of this sounds. Okay. If this is all the case, yeah, man, I feel like there's more, more to it on her side. I feel like she might might be prowling. She might be out, out there scheming. So yeah, get a lawyer, find out where you stand. I'd say that he's probably going to, he or she is probably going to tell you to get a PI, found it, find out what's really going on. Cause he sounds shady. Uh, and yeah, man, all the best dude. I really hope that you at least get your kids back. I would say, I, I wouldn't try and reconcile your marriage. Honestly, this sounds like a real coward cow as shit like unless dude yeah i just feel like you're not giving me the whole story if if she's told you that she's over this being away she you know 12 years is a long time maybe it's time to pull it back maybe she's had this conversation with you and you haven't been willing to move sometimes you've got to negotiate maybe you say i want to continue being a driver maybe i don't drive as much maybe i don't drive as far things like this um but if that conversation never happened and she really left, you don't want to be with someone like that. That's weak source. She took your kids from you. Fuck that. Fuck that, bro. Um, but you need to maintain those relationships with your children. I, I really, I really wish you the best in that. And uh, yeah, I don't want to make jokes about this one, Frank. So uh, we're going to get out of advice here and um, uh, we're going to get into listen to this fuck shit. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got to fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got to fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. Um, what do we got here? Uh, one. Oh, hello, Gigi. Rachel keeps letting this fucking dog in here while I'm recording. I'm not sure why she keeps doing doing that yeah okay um so where were we oh yeah this first story here one 
dead after gender reveal explosion at Michigan baby shower. And that's some fuck shit, bro. Cause who the fuck cares? Who cares about what gender your baby? I'm so over this gender reveal shit. And if me and Rachel have a kid, we're not doing gender reveal, you know? Um, a cannon that exploded at a baby shower in Genesee County left one attendee dead, police said. And honestly, I hope, dude, it sucks. Uh, it says attendee. So some someone was subjected to needing to go to this fuck up uh, baby shower, this bullshit baby shower, right? And they got popped with a cannon. God damn it, bro. If it, you know, if it was one of the parents, they deserve it. But you know, if it was just an attendee, bro, that's got to be at least manslaughter too, right? That's bullshit. When the cannon was fired by the by the homeowner, the cannon itself blew up, causing metal shrapnel to strike three parked cars and the garage where the baby shower was being held. A twenty-six-year-old Heartland man. Standing nearby was also struck by the shrapnel. He was taken to Hurley Medical Center in Flint, but later died of his injury. Standing nearby? So this guy wasn't even part of it? Dude, it's going to be a boy or a girl. Okay? Unless there's some fucking freak situation where you're giving birth to a fucking pile of cash, I don't want to be invited. Okay? I'm not coming to your gender reveal. First off, and if you have one, delete my fucking number. You're going to kill somebody. Why is it a party? Bruh, you're lucky you're even having a kid. Why is it a party to tell us what it's going to be? Check the fucking ultrasound and get the results. No one gives a fuck, bruh. Okay? That's some real fuck shit, man. Not even if, you, not even if everyone makes it out alive. It's still fuck shit if everyone makes it out alive. It's not dope. It's fucking not dope, man. It's so fucking retarded. I'm off it. Don't do it. Um, Where? Oh, shit. Hold on. Oh, shit. I've lost the emails. Oh, no. Hold on. Let's just refresh this page here. Here we go. We're back. Oh, this one. This is some real fuck shit, bro. This woman used Gorilla Glue instead of hairspray and ended up in the hospital. And it said it's she's really doing this in the camera. Um, she ran out of hairspray, so she used Gorilla Glue. <laughs> you you honestly deserve to be bald for the rest of your life, and you might be. You might be Gorilla Glue, bro. If you don't know much about Bunnings, if you go to Bunnings and get Gorilla Glue and you put it all over your hand and you stick it to the roof of your house, bro, you're more likely to detach at the shoulder and fall to the ground than for your hand <laughs> to fucking detach from the ceiling, dude. <laughs> what a fucking stupid bitch, bro. Honestly, Louisiana woman has sought medical treatment after mistakenly using Gorilla Glue spray adhesive in place of natural of actual hairspray. Tessica Brown. Bro, and honestly, if your name's Tessica, it's either be Tess or Jessica, Brie. Brie, bruh. Or be Brie. Be Brianna. Be Brianne. Be, you know, 
be anything other than Tessica, honestly. Her plight went viral earlier in February after she revealed that her hair had been stuck in the same style for a month since she substituted her usual hairspray with industrial strength glue when she ran out. My hair, it don't move. You hear what I'm telling you? It don't move, she said in the original video posted to TikTok. And this bitch is, okay, she's black, obviously, with the fucking name Tessica, okay? She's got eyelashes as long as, you know, my index finger. And she's got, um, what are they called? Contact lenses to make her eyes blue. And she looks like she probably could be pretty if she just was natural, but she's got Gorilla Glue in her fucking hair, okay? I've washed my hair 15 times. In another video, she's been slathering on shampoo, which failed to penetrate her rock hard hair. Yeah, honestly, and this is why there needs to be, there needs to be um, tests. There needs to be tests, uh, IQ tests and, and personality tests and things like this before you're allowed to have children. When, as soon as you're born, you should, you should be getting a vasectomy and you're getting your tubes tied and all this shit. And then you can get it reversed when you pass the test. Okay? Because people like this shouldn't be allowed to breed. Okay? This is retarded shit. And I'll say the R word because this is retarded. It's in the dictionary. It's something you're allowed to say. Okay? I, I guess the N word's in the dictionary too, but fuck this. This is some real retarded shit. Some real retarded shit. Tessica, you deserve it, and I hope your hair don't grow back, honestly. That's some real fuck shit. What else we got? Oh, one more. One more here. And this one seems interesting. Oh, and I forgot to read the uh, the senders of these. First one was Gary. I forgot the second one, and I've already clicked on the third one here, but let's um, scroll. Is there a name here? And this says Terry, and my my friend's dad's named Terry, but I just I just don't think this is his type of show to listen to. So I don't think he's uh, he's writing in, you know. Um, Czech woman performs oral sex to stop robbery of Slovak gas station. Now we got to find out what happened here because this I mean this is some fuck shit, but this is like positive fuck shit, you know. Twenty fold. 24-year-old Serbian robbed a gas station in Bratislava. A 36-year-old Czech woman offered him a blowjob to distract him until the police arrived. Dude. Dude. What a fucking, what a fucking hero. Wow. Sometimes even the toughest criminals get distracted by the very essence of sexual tension, such as a Serbian man who recently robbed a gas station to lose all his swag to a Czech lady that stopped him from escaping the crime scene by an unusual measure. She offered him a blowjob that got him stuck in the, in the place until the police arrived. The incident occurred in Bratislava, Slovakia, around 4 a.m. on Wednesday morning. According to the local police station, the allegedly aggressive man entered the premises of a gas station and started threatening the clerk that he would beat him unless he gives him all the money he has on the counter. After getting the cash from the counter, the robber punched and kicked the employee a few times and went out of the building. He didn't get too far as a 36-year-old woman of Czech nationality stopped him by offering him oral pleasure. Bruh, how basic do you need to be to to get stuck at a robbery for a dick suck? <laughs> um, a few moments later, the police found the two individuals in an incriminating position on the gas station's toilet. 
The woman allegedly told the police, he's yours now, I cannot manage anymore. What a hero. The 24-year-old Serbian got arrested, lost all the money he had stolen, and he's facing a trial for robbery. Easy money. And this, this woman is an absolute... Bro, there's no picture of her, and there should be. Um, that's that's some real heroic shit, bro. To be honest, that is next level heroism. God damn it! Fuck yeah, man. Uh, let's do one more. Not no. Let's go to uh. Let's go to some would would you rather? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Hell no, till the no no no. Hell till the no. All right, and this one's coming in from Floyd. Would you rather be five foot tall and 80 pounds or seven foot tall and 300? 80 pounds is light. Let me get that seven feet and 300. You can be strong and be 300 pounds. Do I like being told that I'm tall? No, but five feet and 80 pounds? That's some real anno shit, bro. That's easy, bro. Seven and 300, but a good 300, not a fat 300. Can I say that? Uh, an asteroid is coming to destroy the earth. Oh, sorry. This one's coming in from Wayne. An asteroid's coming to destroy the earth. Will you sacrifice yourself to save others? Shelter on the planet or escape to a space station? How do you sacrifice yourself to save others if it's destroying the whole, whole earth? So I won't do that because it doesn't seem to be viable. Why would I shelter on the planet if you're saying that this thing's going to destroy the earth? So yeah, I'll go to escape to a space station, Wayne, dummy. Um, no offense. Uh, which lame superhuman... Oh, sorry, this is from Dante. I wonder if this is Dante. Uh, which lame superhuman ability would you rather be afflicted with? And hey, fuck ups. Would you rather is... You're supposed to go this or that. You know, this or that. You don't say... Um, which food would you rather eat? And that's the question. No, this or that, you fucks. Um, would you rather be rich and have no friends or poor with lots of friends? Um, yeah, dude, poor with lots of friends, dude. They can buy me lunch, you know? That's easy, bro. Rich and lonely, what are you supposed to do with your money? You know, just get escorts all the time and hang out with them. But know that it's fake. That's a dark place to be in. Paying for friendship? Shit. And I'm thinking of going on OnlyFans and doing a best best buds experience. Wherein I uh, I offer my friendship. And what we do is we can either watch a movie and then review it together. That's one. Uh, we can play video games. And all of this is two hours. So the movie's not allowed to be over two hours long. Um, play video games for two hours. With beers, this is all with beers, um, or uh, what else could we do? Uh, hang out in a bar for two hours, um, or I I cook the meat of your choice on a barbecue on barbecues only, um, and we drink and just chat over over meat and beers. That's what I would do on OnlyFans. And then I'll once 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 that that's finished, then I would post a picture a picture of my dick. You know, not to you, but just to the world, and they have to pay for it. Uh so yeah, I'd, I'd rather have friends, man. 
Uh, would you rather be a bear and fight a gorilla or be a gorilla and fight a bear? And this one is from... I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not it. Dasan? Dasan? This is from a foreigner. Uh, would you rather be a bear? Probably a Russian because only Russians would want to fight either of these animals. But dude, honestly, what would win in that fight? I don't know if this has ever happened before. You know, I mean, if, a, you know, if it's King Kong versus Godzilla, that means gorillas can really take on some real shit. So maybe I'd be the gorilla and fight a bear. Um, and if you didn't get the reference, there's a movie coming out that's Kong versus Godzilla. So I'm just thinking if they're making a, they're making a, you know, primate go up against a fucking dinosaur, surely it can easily go up against like a bear, you know? So I'll take, I'll take, I'll be the gorilla and fight a bear. Thank you, Dasan. Um, if you were part of the US military during World War II, and this is from, this can't be right. Yeah, someone's just written in and called themselves Quagmire and I guess they're friends. They like watching Family Guy. But if you were part of the US military during World War II, would you rather serve in Western Europe or the Pacific? What's Pacific? Is that like Samoa and that? Pacific Islands? Is that? Or Western Europe? What's Western Europe? That's like Spain, uh, the UK, France and that. Is that Western Europe? Um, I don't know. Either way, it's probably going to be a bit of a problem, isn't it? Because I'm fighting in World War Two. But uh, maybe, maybe send me over to Pacific. Maybe that, maybe that's a bit of an easier fight. There's less people. There's less going on. I don't know. I don't know. But let me. Yeah, I'll just say the Pacific. I don't know enough about history to really know. Uh, would you rather have a hundred thousand dollars or end COVID right now for good? Give me that money, bro. COVID ain't shit. And that one, that one's from Liam. A lot of guys writing in today. A lot of guys. Uh, only guys doing would you rather's today. Um, and this one's from uh, Xander. X-A-N-D-E-R. Xander. Would you rather have your leg or arm broken? Um, let me take that arm. I've broken my arm before and it hurt. I feel like the leg might hurt more and it's just harder to move around and shit. Let me get that broken arm. Uh, this one is coming in from Gary. Did we already have a Gary? I think, no, I think we had a Gary maybe in advice. I don't know. Um, would you rather feel all emotions twice as intensely or decrease the intensity of your feelings by 90%? Um, as a man, as, as, as a man that's part of light skin nation, bro, my, my emotional intelligence is off the charts. I feel too much. And you guys might find that surprising because, you know, people write in and I shit on them when they're asking serious questions. But if they've listened to the show before, they should know that I'm not really going to take them too seriously unless, you know, your, your family leaves you while you're, you're out on a job. But, um, yeah, dude, I've got deep emotions. Usually with love, I get really sad when I get broken up with and, you know, spiral, I spiral out of control. I go, I go to alcohol and... And other drugs, ATODs, um, alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs. Um, 
that's what I go go to to deal with my breakups usually. So, yeah, you know, light skin nation, uh, and there's a reason that there's stereotypes. It's because they're true most of the time. You know, Asians bad drivers. Yeah, generally, uh, light skin niggas like really emotional. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, what else is it? Um, you know, white people smell like wet dogs when they're when they're wet. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's that's real. Um what else? What else? Stereotypes, dude. Um, you know, you know, black people, you know, black people uh you know are thugs and gangsters and killers and rappers and athletes only. And they don't work in any other areas. That's true. I don't know if you guys know that, but I um <laughs> I tell you guys that, you know, I'm a counselor, but I actually just I sit on the corner and I slang cane, bro. That's what I do. That's what black people do, bro. We don't, you know, we don't work for the man. We're entrepreneurs only. And yeah, maybe entrepreneurial shit is, you know, arms dealership and and drug dealership and very, very rarely car dealership. But yeah, we do steal cars and sell them, flip them. Real estate, no. Smash and grabs. <laughs> uh when when a black person says that they're into real estate is really home invasions because <laughs> they're literally going inside real estate to take your shit bro <laughs> that's that's yeah so that's what stereotypes are um but yeah light skin nation emotional as fuck bro so if i if i decrease my emotions by 90% i still would be above like probably the normal range of emotions so yeah i'll take that decrease and one more before we finish and this one's coming in from Henry. And I know, I actually know two Henrys that I see probably, you know, at least three times a week. So it could be either of them. Would you rather win the lottery or be guaranteed 250 grand per year after taxes for life in order to live comfortably? Dude, I live comfortably right now and I'm not making 250 a year. So I'll take that. Lottery? Fuck a lottery, bro. 250 a year. I'm happy with that. Lottery, bro. Lottery is often not life-changing. Because motherfuckers get taxed out the ring hole and then uh, make poor poor decisions. And would I make poor decisions if I won the lot? Everyone says like, oh, I'll put it in investments and all <laughs> Nah, dude. I would fly all my friends to Vegas with, you know, probably marry each other and and gamble, you know, probably 50 or 60% of it away. Uh, I'd piss I'd piss 10% of it up the wall just on drugs and alcohol. Um, and you know, obviously I'd buy like a million dollar car and a $10 million home. And then by the time, uh, you know, land taxes come around the following year, I can't afford that. So I have to sell my home and my car. I can't even afford to register my, you know, V12 Bugatti or whatever the fuck I got, you know? So yeah. Yeah. So I'd be done in probably less than 18 months. I think if I won the lottery. <laughs> Thank you, Henry, for sending that in. Um, you know what it is. Welcome to the party on everything. Follow, uh, uh, you know, listen, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, you know, sign up to bet with Joel. Buy that bung bung coffee. All right. You guys are the best. Uh, shout out to Xavier Dersma, 2020 guest of the year. Uh, everybody reach out to him on Instagram. I don't even know what his handle is, but you know, you know, there's only one Xavier Dersma, the young gun, 
All right. Uh, I love you guys. I'm glad. I'm glad I uh, I actually got to come back for another solo web. And I will see you guys very soon, uh, probably from Port Lincoln. I love you. Make sure you love yourselves. And as always, bang bang. Baby, welcome to. Baby, welcome to.